0: listening to earth oddity a weekly odyssey into all the oddity
1: planet earth has to offer and now serving it up are christopher tiny sullivan and john long john long how are you doing this afternoon my friend i'm doing okay christopher tiny sullivan well, I have Wooly Mammoths making a comeback. What do you got? Um, well, Kanye
0: West has been doing some life coaching <laughs> on Twitter. So uh, that's always good. Can't but, argue
1: with the success. No, no, that's right. <laughs> if there's one person you want to take advice from, it's Kanye. Well, I believe we can start this afternoon with uh, Allison Mack. Oh, yeah. If you remember, we covered this. All right, with Nexium. Right. Exactly yeah. the self help group slash cults cult Nexium branding, you know <laughs> sounds sex like the antacid message. Right? But, yes, but a whole but lot not. more sinister. Right? Exactly. We're not going to go into a deep detail yeah. on this because we did not last week's show, but week before. So anyone has any questions about it, yeah, listen back. Yeah, you can go back and download that episode and listen to it. But as has been expected by a lot of people who've been you know near to this story. Allison Mack, the act- actress on Smallville, has been arrested okay. for her involvement in Nexium, but more importantly, the the cultic yeah. part. What is it called? Cult? The Vow. Das. Das. or yeah. the vow? Yeah, right. Yes, yes. She headed up this group who basically they just worked for free, <laughs> and they were <laughs> called slaves. Yeah, until they the brought more women into the group. I mean, slave is. I mean, that's such not a PC term to use no, anymore. It's I, think not. I think
0: you'd come up with something better. <laughs> yeah. Just if I was starting a multi tiered <laughs> sexual cult, I would right. probably come up with something a little different.
1: Anyway, Allison Mack has been arrested for her alleged involvement in a sex cult on Friday. This was yesterday. Uh both the both the Smallville actress and Keith Ranieri were charged with sex trafficking, sex trafficking conspiracy wow. and forced labor conspiracy. Trafficking? The US. Yeah, because I mean, were they like moving people into the country or Well, I believe if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering back to my notes, these women they had lives. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them were famous people and they right. were here and there and everywhere, but if they got a message, they were required to answer their phone at any time oh. and drop whatever they were doing. Well, that would disqualify to, me there. <laughs> I would never back. answer my phone. <laughs> Sorry. They had to go back to New York and do gotcha. whatever Old Keith or Allison right. wanted yeah. them to do. Wow. Right. Okay. A little more of a commitment than I would want it to be. Right, so she has pled not guilty. Uh, Naturally. I bet you $1,000 when it comes up. She's going to claim to be a victim, and she's, <laughs> she's going to roll over. Right. She's going to fold faster yeah, she's than Superman gonna, on Laundry
0: Day. <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll name some names, because yes. if you're used to your Hollywood lifestyle, and now it's like, <laughs> hey, you're looking at 60 years in federal prison, you'll start talking, I'm sure. You'll try to cut a deal right. some way, somehow.
1: Yes, she will she'll cut a deal and Yeah. I, I imagine Keith is gonna be the one which he is the head of, it, yeah, but right. he's gonna be the one that, that yeah. you know This is all his, deal his sword for the rest of it. Yeah, yes. I'm
0: sure. Yeah, sorry, buddy. You know, that's what you get for <laughs> starting your little cult thing. Yeah. So.
1: uh slavery went out with the end of the Civil War, yeah. in case you hadn't yeah. heard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you know now we... that said it is very much alive. Oh, all and, over the globe, yeah. Yes, and, and human, even here in America, it yes. still goes on, right. and it's a shame. That's what I was,
0: like the human trafficking charges right. was kind of surprising because, you know, that's that's a pretty big problem, like you say. Yeah, here mm-hmm. in America, worldwide, I know they arrested some dude here in our hometown or in our town mm-hmm. um, recently for the same charges, you know, human trafficking because mm-hmm. he was bussing in. Ladies of the night.
1: Mm. So it's terrible.
0: Good way to put that.
1: Yeah. Well, it still goes on, but it is against the law. Totally. And I hope that justice prevails. And I would like to see him if guilty, and it looks like he's guilty. I would like to see him punished to the fullest extent of the law. Right now, I would
0: just—I mean, if I were to put on my defense or yeah, defense attorney hat, which I am not an attorney. No one should ever (laughs) take legal advice from me. Um, I would say that the women who participated in this did join voluntarily, I would think. So, I don't know. Well, they
1: they joined voluntarily, but then they couldn't leave voluntarily unless they wanted all this collateral air like quotes the, here collateral yeah, getting out that's true that's so true. yeah so it's like the hotel california you can check in anytime you want <laughs> but, but you, you can never, never leave, leave. <laughs> yeah right okay unless you want your meme all getting <laughs> yeah, you know right we want sensitive pictures of you yes okay yeah that
0: does make sense <laughs> right. right okay well i don't know i just sorry allison and keith vanguard you know was his like cult that name that was his yeah. cult name vanguard yeah Which, he should go to jail just for naming himself that. (laughs) Also, I would
1: like to point out, you know, Batman, he would have never let a sex cult flourish right under his nose the way Clark Kent did. So, shame on him. Yes, that's very true. (laughs) you think with x-ray vision and super hearing, he would have known something was going on. Oh, yeah. He would have (laughs) busted that up real quick. You would think. But Batman, world's greatest detective, he would have put the stop to this long time ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, well... You know, I don't know. Like
0: I say, I wasn't a fan of Smallville. My wife watched it a lot, so I'm interested to hear her take on this. Right. I don't even know who Allison Mack is outside of this whole cult thing. So I'm not up. (laughs) Surprise, surprise, a 41-year-old white dude is not up on pop culture (laughs) for everybody out there. But I I happen to not be, other than Kanye, who I keep up with religiously because (laughs) Kanye is the greatest artist of our Generation. generation, yeah, generation, yeah. I don't think he's in my generation though.
1: I don't of know. A generation. I wonder, I wonder how old Kanye is. I don't even know. I mean, if only we had some way to instantly <laughs> right. Look if this only up. we could just look it up. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I need my encyclopedias here. <laughs> hold on, hold on, <laughs> a second. Siri, how old is Kanye West? Hum, I believe someone just asked me this the other day. Give me a sec. Kanye West is forty.
0: 40 he's 40 he's, right. he's our age so me and Kanye could hang out probably to talk about you know thank you Siri <laughs> that's so interesting mention it it's an interesting <laughs> accent you got on your Siri uh, she's Australian Australian I just uh, okay. got a thing for the Aussies I suppose yeah, mine's just normal <laughs> normal Siri yeah wonder if I can make her southern She'd be like, "Well, Kanye West, daggum, <laughs> daggum 40 years old? He's a four-all, oh, years old. I don't know. Maybe I should try that. But anyways, Kanye uh, has been giving out life advice, uh, life coaching, some would say, on Twitter here recently. Um, and it says, it's not news that uh, Kanye West has a way with words. You know, he does. Of course. He's, and... Uh, but instead of rap lyrics these days, West is dropping knowledge on Twitter, which is where I go to get all my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, the superstar returned to Twitter last week to share some of his deep thoughts. Um, here's one: Some people have to work within the existing consciousness, while some people can shift the consciousness. Okay, um, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure what he means there, but. Uh, you know, another one, he said, uh, often people working with the existing consciousness are jealous of those who are more in touch and they become hardcore capitalists in hopes of creating the illusion that the value of money is worth more than the value of time and friends. Hmm. So, little and Cap. Anna. He's not a
1: hardcore capitalist?
0: I guess not. I mean, <laughs> considering he's, he has multiple millions of dollars right. and sells records, clothing items, and everything else. So I would put him in the hardcore capitalist thing. But, <laughs> you know, I would say friends are more important and family is more important right. than money, too. I agree with him there. Um, he also talked about being uh, creative. As, as a creative, your ideas are your strongest form of currency. You have to protect your ability to create at all costs. Try to avoid any contractual situation where you are held back from your ideas. Solid advice, I would say. Um, According to the rapper, it's all about being in the here and now. Um, The now is the greatest moment of our lives and it just keeps getting better, he tweeted. The bad parts, the boring parts, the parts with high anxiety embrace every moment for its greatness. So So no matter... No matter what's going well, on. Next
1: time you're sitting in the dentist chair, you just remember just, that now is the, the best is time the of your best life. time.
0: Now that's not actually that uncommon of a philosophical thought. You know, the, I can't remember who it was said. You know, there's really nothing but the now. Right. There is no past because it's already gone. There is no future because it hasn't happened yet. yet. Right. Yeah. So we just exist in the state that we are. Mm-hmm. So that's not. I mean, Kanye's not being original. He's taking. <laughs> You know, I don't know who young or whoever's you know thoughts there. Um, and then let's see. Uh, oh, by the way, this is my book that I'm writing in real time. He <laughs> he tweeted out. No publisher or publishers will tell me what to put where or how many pages to write. West wrote, "This is not a financial opportunity. This is an innate innate need to be expressive." Wait, his wife, his who is Kim Kardashian, if right. you didn't know. Um, Had some fun with her husband tweeting, Sometimes you have to get rid of everything. So Kanye tweeted, Sometimes you got to get rid of everything. Right. And Kim here um, tweeted back, Wait, everything with question marks and exclamation points. So um, he's a yeah, everything. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, Kanye here is just trying to be uh, helpful to humanity. Um, Today will be the greatest day so far. Trying to be deep. Yeah. Today will be the greatest day so far. Life keeps getting better and better, he says. Which, incidentally, is the same Joel Osteen message I've heard about 50 times. So, Right. Maybe Kanye and Joel Osteen are in it together. and They're going to release a double platinum Christian
1: album. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Kanye, he's a... He's kind of a closet Trump supporter too. He is. So he he's is. trying to make he's trying yeah. to make America great again. He's maybe on the MAGA so. train. Uh, maybe so. Which is really one of the more interesting things ever. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the fact I did I will say that you know he's married to Kim Kardashian. I'm all for, I'm pro marriage. You know I want people mm-hmm. to find loving relationships with the people that they can connect with. Um, but I noticed he didn't give any marriage advice out and all of that. <laughs> I just wonder what it's like inside their house. You know. Because she seems to be a handful.
1: Well, yeah. If you're curious what it's like in their house, you can probably look it up, can't you? I guess (laughs) there's
0: probably a reality show, I guess, with the Kardashians. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, like I said, I'm not up on pop culture. (laughs) (laughs) I already thought I already addressed that with everyone. (laughs) It's not down with all of that. But, yeah. So, Kanye, thank you for the advice, man. Um, You know, today will be the greatest day so far. Right. And... Life keeps getting better and better. I've noticed that for me, except, you know, the aches and pains. when it doesn't. Yeah. You know, deaths in the family, uh, loved ones, loss of job, business closures, you know. But other than that, everything's great. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, Kanye. Maybe if I had a million dollars and billions of dollars like you do, well, I, would, I, would, I would share a little more of your sentiment. I would
1: certainly admit it beats the alternative. Yeah, yeah so. I agree. I agree. I agree. Our next story is a story from Australia. Australia. Oh, where's Siri's from? Yes. Uh-huh. Where we're, we're my Siri is yes, from. Yes, right. <laughs> and the headline is, Boy Borrows Parents' Credit Cards to Embark on a Holiday to Bali by Himself. Okay. Now, That's the kind of leadership you want, assertiveness <laughs> you want in your son. The song. first time I started reading this paper, or this article, I thought to myself, Okay, well, I've seen this movie,
0: but this is not Kevin <laughs> McAllister. Like, this
1: is a, a real kid. Check this out. Uh, article starts, Kids hear no from their parents all the time, but when Emma told her 12-year-old son they weren't going to Bali, he decided the word no wasn't what he wanted to hear. He okay. just wasn't going to have it. Sure. After a heated argument with his mom, the boy, who a current affair gave the name of Drew, Drew. so protecting his yeah, identity because yeah, right. he's a minor, borrowed the family's credit cards and headed to Bali anyway. All right. After securing his family's credit card, Drew coaxed his grandma into giving him his passport. Like, hey, grandma, can hey, I Grammys. see my passport? <laughs> yeah. they like, oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm making some cinnamon rolls. Here's your passport. <laughs> yeah. He researched airlines that fly to pasar Bali. Realizing that there was only one airline that let children age twelve and up travel alone without a letter from their parents. Wow, which that's shocking to yeah. me that there's one out there. But now, this kid is resourceful enough. He's like, okay, well, not any airline is going to let me fly. Right. I got to yeah. go find the right one. Well, I know. I did. I flew to Detroit, Michigan
0: one time with my cousin. We were both well, you know, under. We we're probably right. thirteen. Put us on the plane in Birmingham. We sat by a stewardess who was off duty and. Flew up there, and then her parents met us up there. But were your
1: parents there? They were.
0: They put us on the plane, and my cousin's parents, who lived up there, put a a, you know got us off the plane. So yeah, I didn't go. But it's not like you just go check in by yourself. No, right. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't go like check my
1: bags and all that. So anyway, he's made all these. He's got his passport. Yeah, he he he's got his plane ticket. Uh, One morning, Drew filled his backpack with enough clothes for a four day holiday to Bali. Then he. He told his parents that he was off to school, Uh, but instead he rode his Razor scooter to the station (laughs) where he took a train to the airport and he boarded the plane, no questions asked. Drew used the self-service checkouts at the Sydney airport, which meant he didn't have to deal with any personnel. Yeah. So he's dealing with a kiosk. Right. And and there's no one there to say, hey, you know, where's your parents? Hey, Junior, are you alone? (laughs) Right. What are you doing here? (laughs) There was none of that because he was talking to a computer. Right. He didn't have to deal with any airline personnel until he was physically giving them the ticket. After a brief stopover in Perth, which Drew said he sort of stuffed up because I got the deal cheap. I'm not sure what he means by that. just probably some kind of Australian Australian lingo. lingo. Jargon. The 12-year-old landed in Bali. When Emma was notified that her 12-year-old had not returned up at school, she reported him missing. Oh. Eventually, the family figured out that their brazen boy was actually in Bali, having the time <laughs> of his life, by the way. Uh. And she had to jump on a plane to go get him. Oh, man. Despite Emma's worry, Drew thought of everything, booking himself a room at the All Seasons Hotel <laughs> and using a popular gojek bike to get from the airport. He told hotel reception that he was waiting on his sister to arrive, but he was checking in early. Okay. So, yeah, I'm at, I like to think he had that little tape recorder and he got <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I'm kind of amazed by this dude. He's going places. Yeah, I mean, besides he's... besides Bali, yeah, right? <laughs> at, uh, The ease at which Drew managed to get from his home in New South Wales all the way to a hotel in Bali left Emma shocked and disgusted and wondering how it could have happened. Drew didn't even have any issues when he landed in Perth. They just asked for my student ID and the passport to prove that I'm over 12 (laughs) and then that I'm in secondary school, he said. The whole situation left Emma an emotional wreck. There's no emotion to feel what we felt when we found out that he'd left overseas, Emma told a current affair. The mom admitted that our 12-year-old just doesn't like the word no. (laughs) 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 That's what I got, a kid in Indonesia, he said. Despite Emma's fury at the whole situation, Drew doesn't even seem to mind he was caught. It was great because I wanted to go on an adventure. He told number nine news. There you go. So he's not even sorry about what he did. He's just like, hey, I had a great time. Yeah, he should definitely be sunkers. sorry. You know?
0: <laughs> like, all right, so I have a 12-year-old. It's extremely smart 12-year-old, gifted class kid, makes great grades, doesn't get in trouble at school or anything, and he gets in trouble at home. But if the son of a gun loaded up on a plane and went to Bali, I, ooh, Oh man. That plane ride over, I would be gripping those seat handles. I would be so upset. <laughs> yeah. So upset. But then part of me would be like, Oh man, you pulled it all, you know, like right. good deal. Because well, I feel like every boy or and man
1: in some way Love's an adventure, you know? Oh, like yeah, absolutely. You, you want to just take out and see what's going on. Before I was married in my 20s, I would just drive. Yeah, right. Not having in, no idea where I was exactly. going. Just, just to see, see what, what happened. happened. Exactly. Right. And so part of me, I'd be like, you know,
0: right on, little buddy. And the other part would be like, let me get this belt on your backside. Right <laughs> if you now. survive yeah.
1: right, <laughs> what's, what's going to happen to you, yes. you're headed for greatness. <laughs> exactly.
0: So I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel like his mom and dad probably maybe haven't disciplined him too much, you know,
1: this far. Well, it said that he wasn't sorry he was caught. He yeah. didn't mind it, which I, can I assure you, you is, yeah. if that if had been me, yeah. I may not have been sorry before, but I would have been after, <laughs> huh. I assure you.
0: My kids would have a whole line of butt whippings coming up from me, their mom, their grandparents, their great-grandparents. <laughs> Just get in line. I mean, yeah, I mean, there would be so many people mad at them. So, I don't know. I I just feel like I'm not really even amazed that all of this has that he was able to pull it off because you know your average worker in any field doesn't they don't care they're just clocking hours until time to go home so an 8 year old comes in you're like oh whatever you know right or I mean 12 year old comes in you're like whatever so I'm not really that um, that surprised uh, surprised. that's the word, word I'm looking for sorry I don't have the education I need. <laughs> well, you've got a higher education than me.
1: Yes, so well, yeah. I'm working on a standard diploma here. That's
0: all right. Hey, be proud of who you are, man. You could get a trip together to Bali on your own. <laughs> I, I have faith right. in you. So. I don't
1: know if I could do it at 12. No, I don't know. But I can do I could. it now. Yeah.
0: When I was 12, I was like.
1: This kid drew.
0: Yeah. I was riding my bike around, and I never thought about anything. So. Right. Okay. So next up, we have a military officer punished after Guardsman appears to re-enlist using a dinosaur puppet what? yeah so um, so at least one active duty officer's career is extinct this comes from the Huff, <laughs> the Huff Post the Huffington Post yes I'm sure it, this video is floating around on Facebook I saw it a lot of my um, ex-military friends were not happy about it so you guys can make and look it up I'm sure it'll be linked you know in the show notes as well. But the article says an airman in the Tennessee National Guard has been removed from her position and is facing administrative, administrative actions after she appeared to use a dinosaur hand puppet to take her reenlistment oath. <laughs> Master Sergeant Robin Brown, a senior non-commissioned officer with the Tennessee Joint Public Affairs Office, appeared to re-enlist Friday for the Guard by holding a dinosaur puppet in her right hand. And she took the oath. Uh, of course, with it on her hand. Oh, the video has been viewed more than 2 million times, according to the Stars and Stripes magazine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The ceremony was reportedly not an official re-enlistment, just something Brown created for her children, according to Air Force Times, which pointed out that in a screenshot of the conversation on an Air Force Facebook forum, someone claiming to be from the Tennessee Military Department said it was not an official re-enlistment. Right. The person on the forum added added that Brown was trying to create something her younger children would enjoy. Um, But senior officers weren't pleased when the video went viral. Um, (laughs) Lieutenant General L. Scott Rice, director of the Air National Guard, griped about the video on his own Facebook page, um, saying it mocked a cherished and honorable occasion. The action. This is his quote. The action goes against our very foundation. Tennessee National Guard leadership is aware and addressing the issue. The single act does not reflect the selfless dedication and professionalism shown every day by the outstanding airmen of our Air National Guard in their service to our great nation. Um, on Wednesday, Brown was removed from her post at the Tennessee Guard's Joint Public Affairs Office, and she could not. And she could be facing further administration administrative action. In addition, the colonel who administered the oath was immediately demoted to lieutenant colonel and retired, and another senior non commissioned officer who recorded the oath was removed from his position as a unit first sergeant and officially reprimanded but was reprimanded but will stay in the Tennessee Air National Guard. Let's see, Terry M. Haston the mm-hmm. ad, Of course, everybody knows old Terry Haston. That's <laughs> old man Haston's boy. Uh, the adjun- adjunct general of the Tennessee National Guard apologized on Facebook, saying that not taking this oath solemnly and with the utmost respect is firmly against the traditions and sanctity of our military family and will not be tolerated. So this lady apparently thought she was going to be cute funny, right, you know, and make something for a kids. I mean, it does sound funny. Yeah, right. I, I could see, you know, hey, right. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm before I do this for real, guys, do you mind <laughs> recording this? Because little Johnny loves dinosaurs, you know, and <laughs> he's upset mom's got to be gone with the air guard. Yeah. You know, so... Let me do this. Well, that's something you show little Johnny and you don't put it on Facebook because then everybody finds out about it and people start losing their jobs and military careers over it. Facebook will get you in trouble. It sure will. As someone who's been in trouble on Facebook, (laughs) has ruined friendships that my wife had with people on Facebook, (laughs) has ruined friendships that I've had on Facebook, (laughs) um, yes, it will get you in trouble. It took me a good six or seven years to learn that, though, so... And I try now to not right. do it, but yeah. Um, so I would think that good intentions gone bad would be the best way to put this because she, she was trying to do something nice right. for her kid. And once you let the the masses see it,
1: mm-hmm. it's over with. The masses, and there's no taking it back. Yeah. You can delete it, but right.
0: I promise you it's out there. It's gone, yeah, it's been copied. It's probably been saved offline so <laughs> in case it ever
1: disappears, but... I believe my argument would have been that wasn't me taking the oath that was the <laughs> this is a dinosaur no. that was the dinosaur <laughs> that was uh, you know Staff Sergeant Velociraptor. yeah <laughs> yes. or a- that was Barney yeah right <laughs> yes. He he loves this job <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah I mean like Or I would be like, well, this was like a recruitment video. You know, (laughs) like we need to start our children thinking about a military career early on in life. So, you know, I'm trying to get them interested in it. But yeah, I mean, like
1: (laughs) in private T Rex, you know. Private, T-Rex. Private Theodore Rex. <laughs> <laughs> He's the new mascot we're trying out for the Tennessee Air National Guard. Yeah.
0: Which I wonder, you know, we know a, a retired lieutenant colonel from the Air Force, Ralph Kabinett, right? Wasn't, right. Wasn't he a lieutenant colonel? He was some big wig. I don't know. He was something. Yeah. I'll tell know. you
1: what, he does not mess around either. No, I, w- like. I would like
0: to get his opinion on this just to see. I feel like
1: he runs our Sunday school. Oh, yeah. Like, military. like a military <laughs> ship. I told you he fired me, <laughs> yeah. you know? I used to he teach Sunday school. He did you. Yes. I guarantee you, it's like in a file somewhere, a file cabinet. I, I, I'm the only person in
0: probably the entire church history, like going back until 30 AD or whatever, yeah. um, that has been asked to step down from teaching Sunday school. He didn't yeah. ask you, though. No, no, he told me. <laughs> he, 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 in no uncertain terms. So, really, he wasn't very mean about it at all. Right. And, it, it wasn't like he
1: fired me. He was very professional. He yeah, came into the office yes. and said, You you have been relieved of your Sunday school duties. <laughs> <He like> tore <laughs> tore my ribbon out of my
0: Bible. <laughs> <laughs> you have disgraced.
1: <laughs> no,
0: they had hired, you know, just so people who may know yeah, Ralph and yeah. you know our church they don't start anything and think there's any drama. <laughs> right. I'm being facetious. Uh, they had hired a full time person right. to do our college group. I was doing the college class, and so it was natural that he, right. would, he would move into that position. So, but I still like to tell everybody it's a he much fired better me. Better story yeah, if you right. were yeah. Yeah. removed from well, office. I mean, I've been <laughs> dishonorably fi- <laughs> discharged. I've been fired from a job before. Yeah, and it felt like like. When Ralph was talking to me, it felt like I was getting fired from the job. I'll just say that <laughs> now, I know I wasn't, but that's just what it felt like. And, you know, I, I probably didn't always give the best effort that I could have, you know, right. looking back. So maybe it was necessary. <laughs> well, I don't know. But you're never going to get me to teach Sunday school again. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> be 50 years from now. they are like, will you teach the uh, senior men adults? I'm like, no, no, man. I've already <laughs> tried this once. Ralph let me go. So yeah, I wonder what Ralph thinks about it. I'm sure he
1: was not pleased. I guarantee you if you asked him, he would say I made the right decision. Oh yeah. (laughs) I followed protocol. That's exactly right.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh man. Oh dog, man, at my like deacon ordination if I would have had a dinosaur puppet (laughs) to use. <laughs> that would have been great
1: that would have been great it would have drove him up the wall it would have drove everybody up the wall <laughs> the church might would have split over that yes that's right I got cause a rip yeah it's probably not a good idea we would laugh about it later though yeah No, yeah, like later. in heaven after the new heaven and new earth remember that time you split that church remember that dinosaur puppet
0: hey Ralph surprise I made it to heaven <laughs> uh, and I got my dinosaur puppet with me remember that that was real funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: Next story here comes from the Guardian, and the headline is "I was swallowed by a hippo." Okay. All now, right. Not me, the guy in the article. Yeah. Here. All right. Just you know, <laughs> just to clarify, just to clarify for our it. listeners. All right, the hippo who tried to kill me wasn't a stranger. He and I had met before a oh. number of times. Okay. I was 27 and owned a business taking clients down the Zimbazi River near Victoria Falls. I had been working this stretch of river for years, and the grouchy old two-ton bull had carried out the occasional half-hearted attack, And but I had learned to avoid him. So I assume he's kind of like a cranky yeah. old man that... You know, doesn't like people on his lawn. He's like the Ralph of of (laughs) the river. (laughs) That's me. I hope you don't listen to this, Ralph. I love
0: you. I really do. One of my favorite people. I'm just giving you a hard time.
1: Hippos are territorial, and I knew where he was most likely to be at any given time. That day, I had taken clients out with three apprentice guides, Mike, Ben, and Evans. All in kayaks, which, oh, man, that's scary, dude. Yeah, I would that not is wanna, scary. I would not want to
0: paddle up on a hippo in a kayak. No, I wouldn't even want to go down any river in Africa, hippos <laughs> or not. I mean, like I got anacondas and stuff. Piranhas. Yeah, all kind of crazy lots stuff. Lots of stuff that wants to kill yeah, like you.
1: Like leopards and everything, yeah. We were near the end of the tour. The light was softening, and we were taking in the tranquility. The solid whack I felt behind me took me by surprise. I turned just in time to see Evans, who had been flung out of his boat, flying through the air. His boat, with his two clients still in it, had been lifted half out of the water on the back of a huge bull hippo. Mm. There was a cluster of rocks nearby, and I yelled at the nearest apprentice to guide everyone there to safety. Then I turned my boat and I paddled furiously toward Evans. So that's, he's trying to help him out. That's commendable. That's noble.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't have been me. (laughs) i don't like, hey guys, say goodbye to Evans. Dude's (laughs) dead. We're getting out of here.
1: I reached over to grab his outstretched hand, but as our fingers were about to touch, I was engulfed in darkness. Ooh. There was no transition at all. No sense of approaching danger. It was as if I had suddenly gone blind and deaf. I was aware that my legs were surrounded by water, but my top half was almost dry. I seemed to be trapped in something slimy. (laughs) There was a terrible sulfurous smell, like rotten eggs, and a tremendous pressure against my chest. My arms were trapped, but I managed to free one hand and felt around my palm pass through the wiry bristles of the hippo's snout. It was only then that I realized I was underwater, trapped up to my waist in his mouth. Wow. That is terrifying. Yeah, that is. That's like nightmare stuff. (laughs) I know. I wiggled as hard as I could, and in the few seconds for which he opened his jaws, I managed to escape. I swam towards Evans, but the hippo struck again, dragging me back under the surface. I never heard of a hippo attacking repeatedly like this, but he clearly wanted me dead. Hippos' mouths have huge tusks slicing incisors, and a bunch of smaller chewing teeth. It felt as if the bull was making full use as he mauled me. The doctor later counted almost 40 puncture wounds and bite marks on my body. Wow. The bull simply went berserk, throwing me into the air and catching me again, shaking me like a dog with a toy. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrifying. I know.
0: I mean, it is. I don't mean to laugh, but I don't know. what. I'm not in touch with my emotions enough to know the proper (laughs) thing to do.
1: Then down we went again, right to the bottom, and everything went still. I remember looking up through ten feet of water at the green and yellow light playing on the surface and wondering which of us could hold his breath the longest. Blood. I bet you the hippo. <laughs> I, would imagine, yeah. I would imagine the mammal yeah. that spends the majority of his life <laughs> in, in the, the water. water could yeah. hold his breath longer. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I'll answer that one for you, bud. <laughs> Blood rose from my body in clouds. And a sense of resignation overwhelmed me. I have no idea how long we stayed under. Time passes very slowly when you're in a hippo, hippo's mouth. I could see that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you're bored. There's yeah. not really a lot to do. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> a hippo lurched suddenly for the surface, spitting me out as it rose. Mike was still waiting for me in his kayak and managed to paddle me to safety. I was a mess. My left arm was crushed to a pulp. Blood poured from the wounds in my chest, and when he examined my back, he discovered a wound so savage that my lung was visible. Ooh, That's terrifying. That is rough. Luckily, he knew first aid and was able to seal the wounds in my chest with the wrapper from a tray of snacks. There you go. Yes. So sucking chest wound. I know yeah, about Eagle Scout. I mean, I want right. to. I want
0: to get into Eagle Scout stuff, but I know what. To <laughs> you don't do. want to brag, but you yeah, know what to do, right? Yeah. If, I mean, if you if get attacked, attacked by, by a hippo, first of all, if I hang around long enough then I'll be able to help you out if you live. But I chances are I'm going to be gone real quick. Right.
1: By chance, a medical team was nearby on an emergency drill. Oh, okay. So it just, I, mean, I would just like to say thank you, Lord. Yeah, right. You yeah, know. dude needs to be sending up some thank you prayers right now. With their help, I stayed alive long enough to reach a hospital with a surgeon, and he warned me he probably would have to take off both my arms oh. and the bottom of my leg. Oh, man. That is... That is horrible i lost my only left arm well <laughs> that can't be right <laughs> i lost my only left arm <laughs> Does this have end, i lost my only left arm they managed to patch up the rest oh he only i, I, I lost, I lost only, only my left arm yeah,
0: right yeah <laughs>
1: if he had two left arms I bet he was a heck of a kayaker <laughs> this guy almost paddling like crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> Evan's body was found downriver two days later. Attempts were made to find and kill the rogue hippo, but he seemed to have gone into hiding. <laughs> i convinced, though, that I met him one more time. Two years later, I led an expedition down the Zimbabwe. What? And he's still going down the he's river? Still, he's still kayaking. Uh, one-armed kayak. And as we, as we drifted past the stretch where the attack had taken place, a huge hippo lurched out of the water next to my canoe. Did you not learn your yeah, lesson? Right. I mean, I, come on, man. If you're going to go down the river, maybe take a pontoon boat. Right. At this yes. point, Let's get know? out of the kayak at least. <laughs> yes. Which he did step up to a canoe. No, well,
0: that's still. That's like going from. That's like driving a smart car and then getting in a Mini Cooper. Right? You know, it's not that different.
1: I screamed so loudly that those with me said they've never heard anything like that. Heck yeah. He dived back under and was never seen again. I huh. bet my life savings it was the same hippo determined to have the final word. Well,
0: look, I want to say, wow. number one, I'm extremely disappointed this dude didn't use the phrase hungry, hungry hippo <laughs> in that article anywhere. You're right. And But he, if he's dumb enough to keep going down the river where he lost an arm to a hippo, then eventually he's going to die. You Yikes. Know? He's going to get killed. Mm-hmm. Don't tempt fate. I'll just say that. Right. Yeah. You know? But that's scary. I mean, I listening to that, I was like, it, it was killing me, man.
1: That needs to be a movie. Yeah.
0: For real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hungry, Hungry Hippo. Live action movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starring Matthew McConaughey. And
1: I would whoever. like to say this, too. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Hippo's. Aren't they the most dangerous animal? I'm pretty sure. I yeah. believe they kill more people right. on the earth every year than yes. any other animal. Right. You and know.
0: I, you know, I know they tried to kill him and all, but I mean, the hippo's just being a hippo. Right. But I mean, you know, once they taste human blood, you probably got to put them down. They'll keep coming back for more. Right. Well, I, I don't know. I
1: imagine a bunch of them have oh, tasted yeah. human yeah. blood. They,
0: That's they, why they keep getting get them back. all the time. I yeah. feel like we're tasty people. Yeah. <laughs> if you get me, you're gonna get like a lot of coffee taste. Right. I imagine, but. You know, your average outdoorsman probably eats a healthy diet, so he probably has some good lean meat on him. I don't know. This guy needs to take these two politicians down the river with him next time. (laughs) Uh, This is from thinkprogress.org. Georgia Republican, so upset the NRA endorsed his rival, he challenged him to a shootout. What? Uh, Yes. Um, His opponent opponent won the NRA's endorsement, but can he shoot is the question. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> a pair of Republican contenders in Georgia's lieutenant governor primary may have a shootout at high noon Friday.
1: They're going at it. <laughs> they're like getting crazy with it. <laughs> uh, it's too much fun. Uh, if the challenge
0: is accepted, it would be a Hamilton-style Hamilton duel, but a clay pigeon shooting competition. So uh, not a Hamilton-style yeah, I'm style sorry, duel. I read that wrong, Okay, because I was about to get real excited. Right. Like, we need a pay-per-view of this right now. we got Republicans <laughs> killing each other. But a clay pigeon shooting competition as some sort of measure of who's actually the most pro-gun. <laughs> Um, last week, the NRA endorsed State Senator David Schaefer in the primary race, calling him a voice for freedom, a faithful friend, and a faithful friend of Georgia's law-abiding gun owners.
1: Mm-hmm. Who
0: he also offers unwavering support of the Second Amendment. Uh, come Same. on, Second Amendment. But one of Schaefer's opponents, former State Senator Senator Rick Jaffers. Doesn't think Schaefer's deserves the endorsement. I think I'm having a stroke or something, man. I'm having (laughs) a a lot of trouble reading this. Um, David reads his gun talking points well. I want to see if he knows which end of the shotgun the shells go in. (laughs) we got some (laughs) trash talk going in. Uh, Jeffers challenged. uh, He's suggesting he literally knows guns better. Um, As the Atlanta Journal-Constitution notes, Jeffers has had his hunting license for decades And his family participates in international shooting competitions and even made a baby gender announcement by firing an AR-15 through a pink balloon, (laughs) which you will see in just about any trailer park in America. Gender. Well, let me just pause here for a second. And I would just like to say I'm not a big gender reveal guy. I don't want (laughs) to offend anybody who's done that. But we've made it for millennia without having to have a party to, you know, we're having a boy or girl. We don't have to shoot anything with AR-15. Hit a golf ball, hit a baseball, cut into a cake.
1: I don't know. It's just not my thing. That's just what I am say. You know, well, Americans like to party. Yeah, that's so true. This is just that's a very good thing. point. You yeah. know, I can see that. That's why. That's why, a, that's why a solid it's general point. reveal party. And
0: you get to put it on Facebook and get a hundred likes. By right. Everyone. Yeah. But you better not do it with a dinosaur puppet on your hand. <laughs> um. Anyways, according to Jeffers' challenge, the loser of the clay shoot would bow out of the race. And it just so happens both candidates will be speaking at a fundraiser luncheon Friday at the Cherokee Rose Gun Club. (laughs) Cherokee Rose is like an amazing name for a gun club. Um, Schaefer hasn't agreed to the challenge, but this isn't. And he stopping. probably won't. I no. mean, if he
1: doesn't know which way the shotgun chills go in the gun, first thing
0: I would be like is, "Hey, buddy, I got the endorsement. I don't need. I don't need you. You know. Right. You know. Chew on that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Because uh, I don't have to shoot a gun to get an endorsement. Sorry, bud." Um, <laughs> But that's not stopping Jeffers. Uh, He's quoted as saying, let's save the people of Georgia the hassle of wading through political TV ads and mail pieces and settle this contest today. I'll bring an extra 12-gauge in case he doesn't have
1: one. <laughs> Jefferson's is a little salty over this. He really is. This is desperation. He yeah. doesn't have the backing of the NRA. Right. This is Georgia. Yeah. he's And whoever has the NRA's endorsement in Georgia it's, is going to yeah, be the person to win office. Right. Right.
0: Um, on his campaign site, Jeffers claims as one of his highest priorities, he will fight to protect and expand Second Amendment rights. It's also unclear how a candidate's ability to fire a gun in any way speaks to their cap- capabilities as an elected leader. And I would I would say that's a solid point. Yeah, um, Both candidates in the Democratic primary support gun violence prevention me- measures. And uh, Sarah Riggs Amico blasted state Republicans who retaliated against Delta Airlines for ending its discount program for NRA members. And Trayana Arnold-James has openly called for stricter gun control measures. Um, a third Republican candidate in the primary, former state representative Jeff Duncan, wasn't invited to participate in the shootout. I'm sure he feels real bad about that. <laughs> cool, guys. So, uh, anyways, I feel like... Uh, Jeffers here is he's a little over the top. Well, and this is again, this is his last a, ditch yeah. effort. You know, I got to get everything together, get a rally the support from the gun right. people. Yeah, and
1: I would say this, uh, the NRA. For them, this is about winning. Yeah, and right. the reason, you know, he probably if he, I mean, if his family competes in you know yeah, in shooting I'm competitions, sure I'm sure he yeah. knows a lot more about right. guns, and I'm sure he probably he might even be a stronger what am I trying two A candidate. Yeah, right. But the NRA, they're going to back who they think is going to win exactly, and yeah. ultimately, no matter how a, no matter how a politician feels, what they care about is are you going to vote the right. way we want you to vote. That's what lobbying is. Yes. You well, know?
0: and I would also say, I am i don't know, but I don't feel like the lieutenant governor is going to be doing a whole lot one way or the other for it. Right. For, I mean, I know he's probably the tie vote breaker and all that, but mm-hmm. in Georgia, I feel like your two AMM rights are are going to be pretty safe. It's right. kind of like here in Alabama, right? You know, whether you like guns or not, in Alabama, a lot of people do, so you got to put up with guns. So, yeah.
1: and if you don't like that, then there's plenty of other states. Yeah, right. Yes, that are that are, m- that, are that are a are... more violent and b <laughs> much stricter on guns. Yes, so you know you can do that <laughs> if you want to.
0: Um Yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put a whole lot of uh stock in the old Jeffers guy if I was the other it dude. It makes
1: for a great show though. Yeah. Oh, I mean yeah. I hope they do
0: have the shootout. I mean, like Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> you know, state
1: lieutenant gubernatorial shootout. I want to see in. that other dude like he's holding the gun upside down. <laughs> right.
0: He's like all like unsafe muzzle, you know, direction <laughs> yeah. and stuff, doesn't even know what he's
1: doing. What was that Will Farrell movie? the the campaign oh yeah yes that's right (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) yeah I'd be like yeah oh that's funny but if I was the other guy I'd just be like hey bud sorry hey (laughs) you know what I'll be doing while you're uh, doing your little shootout thing here is uh, I'll be talking to the NRA getting a check (laughs) from them you know yep Go ahead and Getting uh, that money. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, shoot all the shells you want to. It's fine with me. <laughs> I got my money from the NRA, and I'm going to buy some more campaign ads, and you won't have a shot at winning this election. That's absolutely the case.
1: Well, our next story comes from UK, and it is woolly mammoths could come back to life and save the Arctic. Harvard cloning scientist is using DNA from a 42,000-year-old carcass to see the Ice Age species rise from the dead. That is quite a headline. (laughs) Yes, that is quite a headline. A lot in there. Woolly mammoths could once again roam the Arctic regions as part of an incredible plan to clone these vast beasts that disappeared 10,000 years ago. Harvard University scientists who are set to publish scientific papers in the coming weeks are using DNA from a woolly mammoth that has been preserved in Siberian ice for more than 42,000 years If the two-year plan comes to fruition, the woolly mammoths could live in a 20,000-hectare ice-age safari park created by a Russian scientist in a remote part of Syria. So kind of a, not a Jurassic Park, but a Pleistocene Park. (laughs) There you go, yes. All right. (laughs) This could also (laughs) regenerate Arctic climates because they would stimulate the growth of the vegetation, the lead researcher has said. I'm not even going to ask. That doesn't make sense to me. you got these big animals... Putting out methane, yeah. How's that going to fix the climate? That's very true. Yes, <laughs> okay. I'm not a Russian scientist, probably, though, so I don't know. I, mean,
0: I don't know. I know they're ice, you know, from colder climates, but they probably have to eat a lot. I would imagine. So, yeah, I would imagine they they're going to be- have to produce food for them, or they're going to you know take green space away by okay eating. this
1: is totally different what did the woolly mammoths eat i don't know because i know the caveman the neanderthal ate the woolly mammoths that's right yes but what did they eat especially if they were roaming around in the arctic in the ice yeah man i don't know that's a good question that's a very good question i want to look that up i'll Ducks. i'll i'll publish my findings in the facebook group <laughs> uh, bring on a woolly mammoth expert <laughs> we do Their ambitious plan involves growing the creature within an artificial womb rather than recruiting a female elephant as a surrogate mother. That part's fascinating because I don't know, I actually have an interest in a in personal interest in the artificial womb I've like kind of kept up with that story well, that's surprising yeah I mean, I mean I just I wouldn't have pegged you as an artificial womb guy
0: well I was i was thinking you were going to go more into like elephant husbandry or
1: something but artificial womb okay alright that's I mean hey, well right. I don't want to get too political but I see that as maybe an answer to some controversy sure. that's brewing here okay. in the United States yeah, I'll just I say that you. I got you okay <laughs> maybe everybody can get what they want that way sure The final beast would be a hybrid between an Asian elephant and a mammoth. Researchers are using a genetic technique called... I wish they had a a better... CRISPR-9? That (laughs) sounds like an order down at KFC. That's what it is, yes. CRISPR. (laughs) I've heard of the CRISPR technology. The system allows the cut-and-paste manipulation of strands of DNA with a precision not seen before. Using this technique, scientists could cut-and-paste preserved mammoth DNA into Asian elephants and create an elephant-mammoth hybrid. We have already revived dozens of genes and are testing them in elephant cells, lead researcher Professor George Church told The Sun online. We are focusing on a reviving mammoth genes and making a mammoth-elephant hybrid and help them spread to vast wild arctic climates, he said. According to Professor Church, these large beasts would even repopulate freezing wastelands. Huh. Cold-resistant elephants could flatten the insulating snow and supporting trees in winter and favor the highly heat-reflective grass in the summer. They would also help capture new carbon by enhancing the photosynthetic capacity of the vegetation. It's thought that the grasslands will reflect more sunlight than the forests that exist today, allowing the winter freeze to penetrate deeper into the crust and cool the soil beneath. Over the years, the trees at the Siberian Park have been flattened using powerful tank-like vehicles, but in order to keep the trees from taking over again, they'll need to employ large grazing animals including resurrected woolly mammoths. Hmm. Male okay. woolly mammoths were around 12 feet tall, while the females were slightly smaller. They had curved tusks up to 16 feet long, and their underbellies boasted a coat of shaggy hair up to 3 feet long. Huh. Tiny ears and short tails prevented vital body heat being lost. Their tusk had two fingers at the end to keep, to help them pluck grass, twigs and other vegetation. They get their name from the Russian mammut or earth mole, as it was believed <laughs> that animals lived underground and died on contact with light, explaining why they were always found dead and half buried. So, okay, makes sense. It's bizarre that their bones were once believed to have been, belonged to extinct races of giants. Woolly mammoths and modern day elephants are closely related, sharing 99.4% of their genes. I was about to say, I don't know if we'll get into all that. <laughs> That's enough. enough. That's they're trying, to, they're That's trying to bring back the woolly mammoths. <laughs> well, And I personally would kind of like them to bring them back, if for no other reason, I'd like to put them back on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get a mammoth burger? Yeah.
0: Um, I'll think, I, I, I don't have any problem with this, but mm-hmm. I, I think the whole, like, we're going to... Solve a global warming process. It's just cover <laughs> for let's see if we can do this, guys. I think he, you you're know,
1: absolutely correct. This isn't so going like, to fix the climate. No, this is just, just like, hey, let's hey, bring it back. We can do this. Yeah, we
0: got the technology. Let's do it. And they're like, well, how are we going to legitimize it? They're like, well, I'm just save global warming. Just saying, <laughs> yeah, no, we need them to trample down trees and let the grass, or you know, yeah. But really, it's just like let's just try to do this, man. <laughs> right. I got it. You know, I'm I'm down with you. Go ahead, but I. I know your excuse is fake, so I just wanted you to know that I know Mr. Harvard Scientist, who probably is gonna download this podcast and listen to it like most Harvard scientists do. Yeah. For our highbrow science um humor and takes. I mean, we are uh, the preferred podcast of Elon Musk, so Right, absolutely. Yeah, as everyone knows. Yeah. So which I found From arguing online, all you have to do is say, everyone knows, and that gives you some sort of authority. (laughs) That gives you credibility. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows. Yeah. There's two two paths you can take it. You can either say, everyone knows, or you can call everyone sheep who don't know. Right. And so you have to decide selectively which one (laughs) to do it, but either one works, Mm -hmm. so... If you ever need to put some authority in it, you could. I mean, whatever you want. To, you know, like books can fly, and like, everybody knows books can fly. You don't know books can. We all know. You must be a sheep because you don't know this. So, right. And that's how it goes. You don't have to offer any supporting facts or anything. So, I would
1: like to briefly discuss the very politicized term now. Common sense. Yes. Yeah. If you want something done, you just say it's common sense. Right. But I would argue that if not everybody share or the vast majority of people share your viewpoint, yeah, it's not common sense because it's not common. <laughs> not everybody right. yes. believes it. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> I'll say I agree with you, and it's kind of like the point I make with my children. Like if uh, everyone thinks you're being a butt, then no matter what you think, you're probably being a butt, right? So, um, your your position, however right you may think it is, if everyone's saying you're wrong, then you're probably wrong. So <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. That's just I, I agree. A brief aside. A brief aside. Uh let's move on to the next one here, which don't is Don't fall
1: for it. Think for yourself. Right. I'll just in in the discussion saying that.
0: <laughs> Baboons work together to escape from biomedical testing facility. Um, Their taste of freedom was short-lived. Apparently they put out an APB, um, you know, four baboons with red butts running around, (laughs) all hands on deck. Uh, Four baboons held at a biomedical uh, research facility in Texas escaped on Saturday after figuring, figuring out how to use a large barrel to break free. The baboons live at the Southwest National Primate Research Center, which is part of a Texas Biomedical Research Institute in San Antonio. The facility houses around 2,500 animals, including about 1,100 baboons. Baboons. <laughs> baboons. Used, uh, these are used in studies about obesity, heart disease, and insulin resistance, among others. The escapees were inside an open-air enclosure um, part, of the, part of a group of 133 male baboons not currently being used for any test. The baboons in the corral are in holding and are typically used for breeding or they're holding until we know what type of study they may be used for, a spokesman for the research center, uh, Lisa Cruz, told Gizmodo. The enclosure is, is surrounded by walls that fold inward to prevent the monkeys from jumping out. That wall, however, was apparently hmm. no match for four of the baboons who rolled a 55 gallon barrel drum into an upright position, then climbed up on it and jumped out of the enclosure. The large huh. blue barrels, which were filled with grains, were inside the enclosure as enrichment items for the baboons. Why do I keep saying baboons? Baboons. <laughs> That's
1: fine. Baboons.
0: Baboons. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what they
1: call them in England.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. Yes, yeah, so for our <laughs> English listeners, baboons. But they they use the barrel to feed them, and right. so they like roll the barrel around and get the food out and everything. Um, and they can uh, the enclosure in the barrel ba- blue barrels the baboons use can be seen in the video uploaded uh, to YouTube by um, TVRI, which that's in the you, when you check the show notes as I know everyone does mm-hmm. that'll, that'll be in the article. You can actually link you up and see it. One of the four baboons turned back shortly after getting over the wall. He's been institutionalized. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like Brooks. That's right. Exactly.
0: Um, th- though the other three continued on and managed to get past the fencing around the perimeter of the institute. One witness got footage of a baboon running down the road with a research facility staff chasing behind him. Um, that's also in <laughs> I the bet article, that too. That was a yes. wonderful picture. I'm sure it was. <laughs>
1: I wish I could see that.
0: Uh, Uh, employees were able to get all of the baboons back into the enclosure, and they are doing well, according to a statement. Many people on social media, however, were moved by the escape and felt that baboons should be relocated to a sanctuary, of course. Uh, On Monday, a local news station published a series of documents provided to the outlet by People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals that showed since 2011 the U.S. Department of Agriculture has has cited the facility multiple times for animal welfare-related issues. So Which knew,
1: there's not a facility that is not going to say. Yeah, right. If you got that. an
0: animal, I mean, he, they come out here in my backyard and somehow <laughs> yeah. say I'm abusing my dog because <laughs> yeah. he's locked up and in the backyard. And let this be
1: a lesson to any PETA people out there who maybe listen to this. I don't want to argue with you. I just want to point out when you point to any, every, any, and every single thing out there that has yeah. anything to do with animals and talk about how evil they are. People quit listening to you yes. when something really does come up. Exactly. That That's needs a very your good point. That needs some attention. Um. But and the
0: uh, the research facility, <coughs> excuse me, research facility confirmed that it had been fined for violations before. So they haven't been on the up and up apparently, right. or at least taking care of the animals in the way they should. And these baboons had, had enough, so we're making <laughs> a break for it. I bet you they were like, "Hey, what, as soon as this uh, worker goes out, we're getting the barrel." Or who's in? <laughs> and only four of them were brave enough to do yeah. it. Yeah. And then one of them chickened out when he got over. He and was then playing. one
1: Andy Dufresne yeah. well, baboon, he stood up and said, <laughs> I need a hammer. <laughs>
0: I like the one that got out. was like, guys, we need to go back. They're like, Have you seen what they do to these other animals? Like they're shooting them full of disease and <laughs> drugs and stuff. Let's go back, man. It's easier on the inside. And the other three were like, no, nah, man, we are out.
1: Freedom. <laughs> I remember an article here a few years back about a, I think it was a zoo. There was a a chimp that was collecting rocks and he had him a little stash, Uh you know, and when they would, when the zookeepers would come in, he would start throwing them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tell you, you got to watch out. <laughs>
0: if they start learning how to use weapons I mean that's just the precursor to Planet of the Apes right there so which
1: I haven't seen those films I've heard they're really good
0: I've only saw like the original Charleston heston one right. I haven't seen any of the but, new ones ma-
1: hey maybe we're seeing this play out that's right yeah they're, so they're ganging together our last story right here is Washington post 911 dispatcher sentenced to jail after hanging up on thousands of callers. <laughs> it took hua lee two minutes and three tries to get help from houston 911 as a convenience store owner lay bleeding to death on the floor of his store after being shot lee was about to walk into a raceway in houston to buy a lottery ticket in may 2016 but was stopped by another person's warning somebody's robbing the store lee caught a glimpse of a man holding a gun court documents say Then he heard a half dozen gunshots. He hopped in his car and he sped away and he put distance between himself and the crime. He pulled out his phone to dial 911 and the phone line immediately picked up and immediately disconnected. Lee tried again. 30 seconds later, this call went through to Crescinda Williams. Houston 911, do you need medical police or fire? She asked. This is a robbery, Lee blurted out. Lee heard a sigh. (laughs) <laughs> it had nothing. The call had been disconnected again. Oh, wow. <laughs> on Wednesday, Williams was sentenced to 10 days in jail and 18 months on probation after she was convicted of hanging up on thousands of calls during the 18 months that she worked as a 911 dispatcher for the city of Houston, according to the Houston Chronicle. So you only get 10 days? I mean, like, people could have died and stuff. You know, I'm curious if maybe people did. Yeah, I mean, right. that's crazy. Seems like you'd be able to figure that out. When investigators asked why she had hung up on so many people, she told them that sometimes she just didn't feel like talking. <laughs> I think she you picked the wrong line of
0: work. <laughs> I was say you
1: can't be yeah. a nine one one dispatcher and hang up on people right. because you don't want to talk to them. No, they have a need. You go do something different. Yeah, right. Yeah, Golly. go get a job like in the back of a bookstore or something. Yeah, or be a librarian. Yeah, exactly. Franklin Bynum, Williams' attorney, told the Houston Chronicle that the case had unearthed systemic problems at the city's emergency center, which had consolidated calls for police and fire department and paramedics 15 years ago. He said that one of the problems was that the system drops calls instead of rerouting them if dispatchers aren't ready for them, and that his client was a scapegoat for a broken system. Oh, yeah. She was going through a hard time in her life. Well, if it's not her fault, if it's the system, then what does that matter? Right. Right. And she was a poor-performing worker at the Houston Emergency Center, he said, but punishing her doesn't do anything to fix the problems that still exist at the Emergency Center. Oh, goodness. I would say no, but it's a good start. Yeah, but (laughs) I mean, this sounds like a load
0: of hockey to me.
1: I agree. William Superior was put on internal probation for a year, the Chronicle reported, but a jury found Williams criminally responsible for ignoring thousands of calls. Williams had started working as a dispatcher in July 2014 and had taken thousands of calls, court documents say. An audit a year and a half after she was hired found that abnormally large number of calls had lasted 20 seconds or less and the city began an investigation. Wow. The disconnected calls included one from March 13th to 2016 during which a security guard named Jamie Morton Jr. dialed 911 from his cell phone to report that two people in trucks We're racing on Interstate 45. This is Officer Morton. I'm driving on 45 South right now, and right now I am at a click. Williams hung up on him. (laughs) A police officer. Yeah, she hung up on a police officer. (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for this for real, she said. And then the line went dead. So she's getting brazen. Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) When investigators pressed Williams about the call, she admitted she had... The call taker for both court documents say... Williams' court documents say admitted that she often hangs up on calls and has not been connected because she did not want to talk to anyone at the time. Wow. So at this point, the uh, the article's kind of starting to repeat itself. But this is just crazy. You can't... Yeah, I mean... She deserves to be fired. Yep, she, and at, if, yes. And if there's... I, I would... If thousands of calls. There right. very well may be some people who were yeah like passed ins- away or yeah in who died situation. or suffered yeah. serious bodily injury yeah. because she just didn't want to take their call. Yeah, that, that is just so selfish. It, very much so. What do you think she did all that? I mean, like you're at work for eight hours. Well, I don't want to. Who knows what she was doing? Like I hope it was something. On I something? hope it was something more important than doing her nails. She could have been praying for them people that was calling in. She's <laughs> hanging up on. That is crazy.
0: But, oh, well, you know, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It's just, you know, she's probably the same type of person that will tell you the shake machine's messed up at McDonald's, <laughs> yes. you know, even though it's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just because they don't want to... Just so they don't want to fool with it, so... I remember I worked at a, at like a, it was like a fish place, kind of like a Captain D's, but mm-hmm. it, it wasn't Captain D's, it was like a smaller locally owned place, but I remember I worked with this dude, and uh, he sat down for a break one time, and... there's this lady who was going to come in, and it had been real slow because it was after lunch, and he just straight up took a thing of mashed potatoes and like threw it at the door (laughs) as she was coming in because he didn't want to serve anybody. Oh, my god. And I think that's horrible. Yeah. But at least he wasn't taking 911 calls. Right. You know, at least this was a lady who just had to go to McDonald's instead of get her three-piece fish dinner. Do you want to talk about earth, uh, earth Oddity? No. Do you want to talk about Cajun Curl real quick? Absolutely.
0: I want to talk about Cajun Curl by you blended spices. Uh, Cajuncurl.com. We've been telling you for a few weeks now. You know, we've been very pleased with mm-hmm. it. If you haven't checked it out, you definitely need to because it, it is pretty great. I know your brother won. Yeah, some last we were gonna.
1: Week. We were prepared to give away three. Yeah, but Brad, he, uh, he, he shared the post, yes. and he gets some spice. Yes, participation is a little low. So. Which people, I think people sometimes listen to this kind of late. So yeah, it's still true. open. Hey, you want to win some spice? You can still go yeah. share that. Go go share metallic Go share Metallicamp so. camp out. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> go
0: find it in the Facebook group. But yes, <laughs> uh, we can't say enough how much we love cajun curl i got it in my cabinet right in here because as you will notice if you hear background noise we are recording at my house <laughs> and my family's incapable of being quiet so uh they've <laughs> ran up and down the halls turned on the radio <laughs> done everything else but uh so but i have i love cajun curl it's the best stuff that's really happened to me since probably the birth of these children who were extremely loud so yeah. um everyone should try it out go to Cajuncurl.com locally owned locally made here Um, no preservatives you know all natural ingredients low sodium it's everything you want in a spice and as tiny came up with this little tagline take the taste the spice and not the heat so
1: also we would like to say that if there's anyone out there listening to this who was maybe interested in being an advertiser yeah then we would love to we'll check out you your up. product yeah. especially if you're a landlord and maybe you have an office space somewhere <laughs> right. that yes. you're willing to you know just yeah, love, give we'll us let or us. just lease it to us for us advertising right. yes <laughs> that yeah. would be perfect let's just
0: occupy it until you find an actual tenant <laughs> yes. that would be amazing you know <laughs> um i have a, a few friends in real estate maybe you're <laughs> listening out there um we would be glad to take up you know a spot definitely yes. Put you on the map, so maybe your sister in law in like an empty house she's got or something <laughs> maybe. that she's waiting to sell. We just go set up in there. <laughs> People coming to an open house on a Sunday afternoon, and we're just in there recording. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious.
1: <laughs> sorry about that.
0: That's all right. I'm, I know the cough. All right, I'm, I probably gave it to you.
1: Well, we had two new iTunes reviews this week. Uh, yeah. The first one comes from Chris Cannon. It says, uh, smart, slick, and hilarious. Yes. Great stuff. We, that
0: we are. <laughs> I agree with you, Chris Cannon.
1: Five-star review. Great stuff. The hosts really play well together as if they've been friends for years. We which really we have. yeah. yeah. We've, it's we have. We like a each other. Before, yeah. before I had... Children. We've yeah, met each other and my, right. my oldest kid's eight years old now, we so go. we have known each other we'll for years. Turning a decade. Yeah. In a conversational format, sometimes the discussion can go all over the place. True. Guilty. My fault. Yes. <laughs> but they're really moved from one topic to the other in a streamlined but not boring way. Plus, the news is great. I listened to the Elon Musk episode and loved it. Okay. We've had several. several. But we're glad you enjoyed it. Because he likes our show so much. <laughs> right. I run out of time to stay up on current affairs, but this made it easy to get caught up and still be entertained. Thank you so much, Chris Cannon. If you listen to this, send us an email and we'll mail you a pocket knife. Yeah. I don't, I mean,
0: I'm not even sure where you are, Chris Cannon. <laughs> right. Pocket knives may not be a thing of life that you need, but we need them down here in the South. So,
1: And the other one is from Josh Naiman, in parentheses, The Belief Books. My family's so loud. <laughs> They're just
0: so loud. I don't
1: get it. It's like it doesn't register in their head. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Anyway, the uh, the next review here <laughs> comes from killing Josh. Me. <laughs> killing me. Killing <laughs> me. Driving me up the wall. Come from Josh Naaman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh man that's so frustrating our next review okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get to it eventually we that's promise right. Josh Naiman, uh in parentheses the belief books he's a fellow podcaster that's he's right. got a podcast called the belief books check it out really enjoyable podcast first off nice choice of intro music I dig it I'm really enjoying listening to this podcast it's personable and a fun take on the news I like the topics chosen. I look forward to listening to other episodes. So right, thank Josh. you so much, Josh. How many likes we got? Uh, on our Facebook page? Yes. It's like 150 something now. We are now at 151 likes. Okay. We had short. 11 new people who wanted to see you get a tattoo That's this right. week.
0: <laughs> I don't think we're going to make it. We right. have, what, nine days left. Nine days left. To get 850 or 849 more
1: likes. And I have seen the internet really move mountains, really come through on some incredible things. But they're just not doing it for us. they're not going to do it for (laughs) us. And... Thank you know, you. whatever, yeah. I would like big, to big, big shout out, thank you from John Long to all
0: the lazy people <laughs> who who have not participated in this. Thank you because I did Just not want a tattoo. Just hold on for nine
1: more days. Yeah. Don't like our page for nine days, <laughs> that's right? And now after that, you can yeah, go like our page, that's but right. don't do it. Yeah, I,
0: I don't want a tattoo, so <laughs> I don't. I don't. So I, I knew I was safe when I made that bet. I would like to just say, uh, "I told you so" to all the people who said it was going to happen. Right? That I know my friends better than you. Um, And you know, thank you, people, for not liking our Facebook page. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate you're not
1: liking us. You have been listening to Earth Oddity. We thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether it's on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher. Cast box, YouTube, Tune In, you name it. Yeah. Wherever you're listening to us, we thank you so much and we hope you have a great week.
0: Check out our Twitter. That's at underscore earth oddity. That is correct. Because we're putting stories up all week. And our Instagram, I changed it because it was a little (laughs) wordy, to at underscore earth oddity too. So
1: So that'll be way more easier for everybody. I think more earth easy oddity. would be the correct yeah, terminology. Right. But. but underscore earth oddity to T-O-O. Not yes. The new one, but, yeah. but
0: just underscore. All right, you know what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> and we hope y'all have a great week. Yes. Thank y'all so much for listening I'm, to us. I'm Tell going, your friends. I'm going to beat my kids now. Yes. Yeah. Like our page in nine more days. <laughs> That's right. I don't want a dragon booty. All right. Bye. <laughs> This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening!